the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. See, the Bible teaches that the Holy Spirit, who sent by the Father and by the Son, is the one who enables every believer to know what the Bible means by what it says. Because the Spirit teaches us and illuminates our thinking. It's not mystical. It's not mysterious. He gives us enlightenment. You read the scripture or somebody teaches it and you go, of course, that's right. Makes sense. It's in context. That's what it says. It's consistent with other scriptures. Of course, that's what it's talking about. Every true believer probably understands what Pastor Steve is talking about. It says in the Bible that our spirit agrees with his spirit, the Holy Spirit, that we belong to him. Where the Holy Spirit resides and reigns, there isn't confusion, there is peace. Call it discernment or wisdom or understanding, but it becomes one of the signs of maturity for the Christian when he hears the truth and recognizes it as truth, or when he hears error, he is able to recognize it as error. The Bible uses an expression to describe the undiscerning person, tossed back and forth by every wind of doctrine. It's like a sailboat that doesn't know where it's going or how to deal with the strong winds that are hitting it. Have you ever felt like that in your Christian life? Knocked around and not sure which way is up? This is what we are talking about in this series on Verse by Verse. It's called The Tests of Worldliness, and we are studying from the book of 1 John how to be sure that we are authentic believers. Our teacher is Pastor Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. This is a great church where the Bible is clearly taught for all ages. Why not join us sometime for a service? You can get the directions and the service times on our church website, lakesidechapel, all one word, dot com, or just call us at 727-441-1714. We're sure glad you tuned in to Verse by Verse today. Now here's Pastor Steve with today's study. Well, let's break this statement down by by John, consider the various truths that he's teaching in this verse about false teachers. First of all, John tells us that false teachers are planted by Satan. They're planted within various local churches. Shouldn't surprise us, because quite a while back, we studied in Matthew 13, a parable given by Jesus that taught us that Satan drops the tares That's false believers amongst the wheat. That's true believers. And now we learn that some of these tares that the devil drops within churches, he does so in order to spread lies about Christ. At first, no one's suspicious because these people appear to be genuine believers. Because remember, tares look just like wheat. They talk about Christ. They talk about the Bible. And like genuine believers do, they may even give some type of testimony about coming to faith in Christ. They may get up in church and give a testimony at their baptism. 
However, once these antichrists get a foothold in the church and they begin to articulate what they really believe, perhaps even through some kind of teaching platform or position, God's people recognize that what they are teaching is wrong. It doesn't have the ring of truth. And the church then rejects and repudiates their teachings. And when God's people rise up and begin to oppose and denounce the teaching of these antichrists and say, no, that's not right. You're wrong there. These false teachers, John tells us, inevitably end up leaving the church. They don't work through their differences. They leave the church. Now note this, when John says they went out from us, he doesn't mean that they merely left one church to join another church down the the block or in a different part of the city. No, by saying they went out from us, he means they left us, the true community of Christ followers. That's what he's talking about. In other words, they left the fellowship of God's people. They no longer identified themselves with biblically orthodox Christians and what we would call today evangelical Christianity, which is really biblical Christianity. And although they may still refer to themselves as Christians, and often they do, their departure from those who believe in true biblical Christianity reveals the truth about them. They were never genuine Christians to begin with. That's what John is saying. They went out from among us because they were never really part of us. In other words, they showed their true colors as unconverted unbelievers by their withdrawal from the fellowship of converted believers. They withdrew. They had to. They had no place in the church. God's people wouldn't tolerate their teaching. You see, if they had been true believers, they would have never left Orthodox Christianity. No, they left because they realized they didn't belong. Now, they, they probably didn't say that. They probably thought, no, you're all wrong. I'm right. But I'm too spiritual for you, so I'll leave and go somewhere else. They left because they didn't belong, since none of God's people tolerated their errors. So they left, and in doing so, they probably did, and this is true throughout history, they, they always take some gullible, unsaved people with them as they form their own church or own religious group. But that's all right, John says. Because John tells us that God has a sovereign purpose in all of this and allowing these antichrists to come in amongst his people and then leave. He says, here's the purpose, so that it would be shown that they are all not of us. In other words, this is God's way of unmasking these people for what they really are, heretics. And this is God's way of protecting the rest of the flock. They leave. See, the the departure of false teachers, by doing that, it makes it clear to the rest of the church that none of these individuals were ever saved, nor did they really belong to Jesus Christ. Now, all of us need to understand that just because a man has a platform or a teaching position in a church doesn't mean that he's a man of God. Doesn't even mean that he's a saved man. We need to recognize that God at times, does allow Satan's ambassadors to come into various local churches and expose his people to heresy. That's precisely what happened at the church at Corinth with the Apostle Paul. False teachers came into that church 
And not only do they teach error, but they try to turn the people away from the Apostle Paul and his teaching. They said Paul's not a real apostle. And they attacked him. They said he's not even a man of God. He's a schemer. He's a liar. Never keeps his word to you. He's taken money from you. He has a secret life that you don't know about. They were trying to turn the church from Paul and the teaching of grace and from devotion to Christ and the message of grace. Let me show you this. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians 11. If you've never studied 2 Corinthians, I urge you to do it. It is the the book in the New Testament in which we see more of the heart of the Apostle Paul than any other book. It is a book in which he exposes his heart. It is a book in which he is very transparent. He loved these people. They didn't always love him back. And Paul was deeply hurt and moved in his love by the Corinthians. Paul said, 2 Corinthians 11, starting at verse 2, For I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy, for I betrothed you to one husband, so that to Christ I might present you as a pure virgin. He said, I I introduced you to the Lord. I founded this church. I brought you by God's grace to Jesus Christ. He says in verse 3, though, But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. See, it wasn't just devotion to him. He was very secondary. It was devotion to Christ. He he goes on to explain, for if one comes and preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or you receive a different spirit, which you have not received, or a different gospel, which you have not accepted, you bear this beautifully. What he means is that people come in here and tell you about another Jesus and distort the gospel of grace, and you receive it. You didn't receive it from me, he said, but you seem to accept it, and you bear this beautifully. Well, the chapter goes on in which Paul addresses some more things about this, but he finally gets to verse 13, and he exposes the false teachers, these men who were influencing his precious Corinthians, and he just unmasks them. He says in verse 13, he hasn't done this until this this point, for such men are false apostles deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. No wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Therefore, it's not surprising if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness, whose end will be according to their deeds. Paul said they're antichrist. They're opposed to Christ. They're Satan's ambassadors. Now, sometimes, folks, men, men like this communicate error blatantly and, and very obviously. Sometimes, though, they antichrists communicate error in very subtle ways that are challenging to detect. Understand that. However, regardless of the method these antichrists use in teaching error, their teaching is against, always against Christ, and what the scriptures say about him and his work on the cross, the atonement. And eventually, God's people pick up on that. And they realize that what they are hearing from these men, what they hear, is heresy. And how do God's people know that? How do God's people know teaching 
like this is heresy. Never been to Bible college, you've never been to seminary, but you can pick out a heretic. You can. John tells us how in the next verse. Every Christian can pick out a heretic. Verse 20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all know. What does John mean by an anointing from the Holy One? He means that all believers have been anointed, not with physical oil like they were in biblical times, particular Old Testament times, but all believers have been anointed with the Holy Spirit in the sense that at the moment of salvation, the Holy Spirit has taken up residency in our hearts and he enables us to know and understand the truth of Scripture. That's precisely what John says at the end of verse 20. And you all know. Meaning, in contrast to the false teaching antichrists who don't know the truth, all you who are believers do know the truth. He means you all know the truth. You know the truth about Christ and you know what's error and what's valid. We're not going to look closely at this verse tonight, but just as a verse that gives some clarification on this, Look at verse 27. As for you, because this is very similar and this helps to interpret verse 20. As for you, the anointing which you receive from him abides in you and you will have no need for anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things and is true and is not a lie, just as it has taught you, you abide in him. It means you have the Holy Spirit who teaches you and protects you. You can detect error. It's like a built-in lie detector. You know when someone is lying, when someone is giving falsehood. See, the Bible teaches that the Holy Spirit, who sent by the Father and by the Son, is the one who enables every believer to know what the Bible means by what it says. Because the Spirit teaches us and illuminates our thinking. It's not mystical. It's not mysterious. He gives us enlightenment. You read the scripture or somebody teaches it and you go, of course, that's right. Makes sense. It's in context. That's what it says. That's, it's consistent with other scriptures. Of course, that's what it's talking about. Let's look at some promises that God gave concerning this. John chapter 14. This is the farewell address of our Lord. He said to his apostles a, a statement that ties in with what I said this morning, he said, I will not leave you orphans. I will come again to you. And he he meant by the Holy Spirit. Notice chapter 14, verse 26. He said, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Now, I want you to know this is a specific promise to the apostles, that after Christ's death and resurrection and then ascension, God the Father would send the Holy Spirit who would teach them the various truths that they would write down and record as Scripture. He would bring things to their mind so that they they would not be left to their own faulty remembrance. Now, what did Jesus say? Oh, I think he said this. No, no, this is the guarantee. 
that what the apostles recorded for us is indeed the word of God. And not their own faulty opinions and recollections of what Jesus said to them. But even though we are not apostles, we too have been promised the Holy Spirit. Not to record scripture, but to teach and guide us into understanding scripture. Look once again, John 14, verses now 16 and 17. I will ask the Father, Jesus said, and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. And then he explains, this is the spirit of truth. It means the spirit of God, called here the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides in you and will be in you. And then the next verse, he says, I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. The Holy Spirit is the one who is the spirit of truth and he enables us, every believer, to comprehend and understand and know the truth, especially the truth about the doctrine of Christ. doesn't mean that we, we all have perfect knowledge about everything in the Bible, but we do understand the basic gospel message. We know that. And that's why when you and I hear false teaching that rejects and denies Christ and his substitutionary atonement, we can detect it as wrong. We, can, we know it's wrong. You recognize heresy when you hear it. You may not be able to say, I know chapter and verse that, that where this is wrong, but you know it's wrong. You know it's wrong because the Holy Spirit has already taught you what the gospel is. And when someone comes along and teaches you something outside the boundaries of gospel orthodoxy, you know that it's error. Even if you can't quote the verse, you know it's error. And John's readers certainly knew that these Gnostic false teachers who had left them were wrong about what they said concerning Christ. And in the next verse, John affirms that he knows that they know the truth. Verse 21, he writes, I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie is of the truth. In other words, you already know the truth about Christ, and I know that you know the truth about Christ, and therefore, what the Antichrists are saying about him, you know it's a lie. Because something can't be true and false at the same time. You know the truth. I know you know the truth. And you know what they're saying is not the truth. Because you can't have something be true and in error at the same time. Now folks, let's not miss the primary point that John is making in these verses. False teachers propagate error. And when the church rises up and calls them on it, They depart from the fellowship of God's people. They're out of here. They just leave biblical Christianity and apostatize, and they usually start their own little religious group. Sometimes called the church, sometimes called some organization, but they they gain a following. However, one proof that you are a true believer is that you know the truth about Jesus Christ so that you're able to recognize heresy. You should be comforted. You do not, nor will you ever join Antichrist false teachers, as do some pseudo-believers when they depart from the truth and the church. If you know Christ, you'll never do that. 
You've been enlightened by the Holy Spirit as to the truth of the gospel. So you reject error when you hear it, and you reject those who teach it as heretics. Now, this ought to be not only an encouragement, but a tremendous comfort to you because an understanding of, of sound doctrine about Christ and a rejection of unsound doctrine indicates you're saved. You're saved. That's the mark of being saved. That's John's point. It indicates that you indeed have been anointed by the Holy Spirit at salvation. He lives in you. Otherwise, you you couldn't know this. You wouldn't know this. The Spirit resides in you, and to make sure that, that you know what the Scriptures mean and by what they say, He'll never leave you. He's your teacher. He's my teacher. He's the resident truth teacher. Ought to also encourage you because it indicates that you'll never ultimately fall away from the faith. You might be confused at times, but you will never apostatize, not if you're a true believer. No true believer will ever depart from the faith. Why? Because he knows the truth. He knows the truth. And he knows the truth because the Spirit of God teaches him the truth and enables him to detect error. However, If the gospel makes absolutely no sense to you, just no sense to you, and you can't understand what the Bible is about, or its basic teaching about Christ, then you're not a believer. If you have no discernment about which teacher is teaching the truth, which one is right, which one is wrong, and you don't know what religious group to be a part of, what church, uh, which church to believe then it indicates you've, you've not been converted. God's people know the truth because the Spirit of God lives in them and has taught them the truth about the gospel. Let's pray. The Bible makes absolutely no sense to you, especially about Christ and his death on the cross. Then see me after, or see one of our staff. Let us have the opportunity or make an appointment. Come in. Let us talk to you about this. I'm not saying that you won't be unsure about some other doctrinal issues, but believers get the gospel right. They understand it. But if you can't make head or tails of of what are we talking about on the cross and what does it mean that Jesus died for sinners and Why did he have to die? And anything like that, we'd like to explain it to you. Because it means you, you still need to come to faith in Christ. But if you understand the gospel, and you can spot heresy about Christ, his person and his work, praise God. It means the Spirit lives in you, because you didn't figure this out on your own. Because remember what we said at the beginning, we're blind. We're blind. The God of this world has blinded us. If you can see the truth, it's because God has taken the blindness off at conversion. So rejoice. Father, thank you. Once again, another assurance to just drive home the glorious truth that we who have been saved can know that we're saved. I pray, Lord, for anyone struggling who's doubting whether they're really saved, and they are really saved, Lord. I pray that that what's been said from your word would give them assurance. But for those, Lord, who are terribly confused, may they be honest about this. May they let us help them. And may we have the joy of introducing them to you, our Savior. 
And it's in your name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Blind or discerning? It's very important to determine right now if your spiritual lie detector is working. Is it turned off? Is it confused? If you have never put your faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, or if you are not sure of salvation, would you contact us so that we can help you know Jesus and know the truth, the very truth that can set you free? Call us for help at 727-239-0306. We'd love to hear from you. We can answer your questions, help you find a relationship with Jesus Christ, or just pray with you about your need. We're really glad you've been a part of our broadcast today. Verse by Verse exists to communicate the clear teaching of the Word of God without compromise. We want to help you connect with God in a very real and powerful way. We've made some very helpful resources available on our website, versebyverseradio, all one word, dot org. The messages you hear on the radio are available for you to download or to listen right there on the website, all free of charge. At the same time, you can sign up for our quarterly newsletter so we can stay in touch with you. Would you consider sending a financial gift to our ministry so we can keep getting the message out? You can give over the phone, by mail, or through the website. Thanks again for listening. For Pastor Steve and all the staff, this is Jerry Pruden saying, Join us next time on Verse by Verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.